0: Welcome to the Naturopathic Life and Living Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Francis, where I'm going to be talking about all kinds of things underneath the sun, everything that has to do with life, living, and your healthcare. So today I want to talk about chaos. Yeah, that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about chaos because like, holy fucking shit, what the hell is chaos? Yeah, I used them all. So yeah, I mean, chaos is basically when everything seems completely unmanageable, when there's all this excess stimulation happening around you, coming from your environment that has your nervous system overwhelmed, right? So your nervous system is just overwhelmed, it's chaos. There's like all these things happening, you can't control, it. it seems like things are coming from all different directions, you don't understand what's happening, you don't know how to take care of anything, there's just all of these demands on you, things don't make sense, you know, chaos, right? It's gonna make the overall generalized assumption that a lot of people right now are dealing with chaos or within the last few months have dealt with chaos. And so basically what happens is everything, kind of comes to a head, right? That's the the point of no return, the point of everything coming together. Some people call it the dark night of the soul. Pretty much when you have a situation and it just keeps compounding and compounding and compounding and like, holy fuck, is there ever going to stop? Is there ever going to be a point? Is there ever going to be a time when it's not crazy? Can we get back to something that's more manageable? Can we get back to normal? You know, your senses are being overwhelmed. Your mind is racing. There's all these things happening. Maybe there's a... Uh, a group of people, usually it's not just one person, but different people are wanting you, needing you, having to come to you to be able to try to get you to sort something out or else they're telling you what to do and how to do it and you don't agree with it and you don't understand and there's possibly accusations or just activities and it's just a mess, right? It's just an absolute, total and utter mess. Well, that, that is chaos and pretty much when we don't feel safe and we don't feel secure and we're not really sure what to expect because we're in the unknown or we're facing the the unknown, then all of these new things that are totally outside of our norm, we're not used to dealing with, we don't know how to deal with. And when there are multiple ones happening at the same time, it just overwhelms our mind. And we're not really sure how we're supposed to manage that because it's things that we've never really had to deal with before. So that's what's happening. We're, we're being bombarded with all of these things that we don't really know how to deal with. And we've never had to deal with it before. And the ways that we've been able to deal with things in the past just aren't working, right? It's just not working. We're at our wit Ends. We can't figure out what we're supposed to do because we don't have the habit of dealing with something like this, right? It's just different things are happening and we don't really know how to understand it. And until we're able to get to the other side of it where it makes sense and we realize, oh, okay, that was the perspective. Oh, this is what happened. Oh, okay. Yeah, there was some information that was missing from my awareness in the past. Okay. Yeah, now I get it. Okay. Yeah. But in the moments of the chaos, in the moments when our coping, skills are so necessary and so important in trying to be able to recenter and to recognize what's going on and to be able to like slow time down to be able to get out of the storm or if you think about it like if you can imagine the guru just sitting there and the tornado is going around them and they're just sitting there calm in their center of their storm right or the storm that's there that's pretty much where we need to be and that is the prime goal is to be able to have chaos happens when it happens but we're not affected by it and so so one way that I've heard this explained before by a really, really great spiritual healer. His name is Jeffrey Allen. If you want to take a gander at him, Jeffrey Allen, he does some classes through Mind Valley. He's really, really great. And one way that he talks about this is when you have these intense emotions, instead of actually being the emotion, he suggests thinking more about it like seeing the emotion. So be able to recognize. So it's kind of like being the observer, recognizing that there's something going going on. And you're aware of the body sensations and the processes going on in your body without actually owning that feeling of helplessness and everything that that comes along with that. I think that's a really great concept. (laughs) It's a really great theory on paper. It's a good thing to think about and to be able to practice. And then it takes some time. It takes some personal conditioning to be able to get to the point where that actually happens. And, you know, that's a habit. So being able to recognize, oh, my heart rate is beating faster. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I feel some anxiety. Oh, my skin feels hyper aware of the air around it. You know, things like that and, and being able to turn yourself more into the observer of what's happening and to be able to recognize all those different cues and sensations and things in your body. Another way to think about it is when all of these different expectations are coming on to you in a short period of time, right? Because there's this anxiety-ridden thing of like, this has happened, this, this has happened, this has happened, this has happened. And maybe there's multiple people involved and maybe there's different perspectives that are coming in that are clashing with each other. Maybe different people are saying the same things, but they're using different words. So they think that they're saying different things. They think that they're not being understood. All of these different kind of factors come up in relationship dynamics whenever something is happening that really matters because you already have heightened anxiety right there because of the emotional attachment to whatever the outcome is for whatever the event is. So yeah, I know that's talking pretty ve- that's speaking pretty generalized, but the same kind of things happen in any kind of circumstance where it ends up being chaos. There's just a whole bunch of activity that's happening at the same time coming from multiple perspectives, multiple people, and energy, emotions are running high with it. So yeah, it's just kind of getting away from the chaos, being able to slow everything down to be able to recognize, hold on, what's actually happening? And in moments of high tension like this, you're going to resort to what you're training is. So your training is just what your habits are. And so if you were never actually taught and been able to practice the art, yes, I'm going to call it the art, the art of slowing down time, meaning taking some breaths, doing some meditations. I know when I was younger, people used to refer to it as counting to 10, right? All these different things that people say that they never actually explained to me what they meant. It makes it difficult to be able to follow a practice if you don't actually understand what it means. And for me, I've always wanted to know why. What how okay but where when those aren't important questions for me but why why is the most important question for me that's the deepest question because what do you want me to do okay, why, why do you want me to do something? That's where it matters. The why is what matters. And so why is all this chaos happening? Because people are trying to help or people have a specific outcome that they have a desire for you to partake in or something, right? So there's demands on your time. It's a shortened amount of time. It's like right now, lots of things are happening, right? So then it's good and it's fine and it's dandy and you can be like, okay, Dr. Francis, I hear you saying that we need to practice this. We need to do it. What What does any of this even mean? Well, basically what it means is, yeah, take time out every day and be able to recenter. Well, what does recenter mean? It means paying attention to who you are. You know, that part of you that is the most important part that most likely is what's been coming out lately as we've been in this lockdown change of situation where we're not stuck with all these distractions that are interfering with us being able to connect to who we actually are and what actually matters to us. Because, yeah, you know how they say, yeah, you want to go anywhere, you need to wear a mask. Think about that not quite in the literal term that they're using with this COVID, but what does it mean? really. If you're figuratively wearing a mask, that means you're pretending to be somebody that society has told you that you're supposed to be, right? You're wearing a mask. So you're presenting yourself in the way that society has told you that you're supposed to present yourself. Well, that's not really who you are, but that's who you've been taught that you're supposed to be because that's being nice or that's being polite or that's what's appropriate or that's what somebody else decided for you. Even though when you were younger, you most certainly didn't agree with that because that's why you got in trouble. That's why you get yelled at. That's why you were made to feel shame, and that's why you were blamed for things, and that's why you felt isolated and kicked out of the family group and sent to your room and all of those other kinds of things that happen. And so we learn to comply. We learn to be compliant. We learn to present ourselves as the way that our caregivers tell us because we want to be accepted. We want to be approved of. And in those moments of those teachings, we decide that it's more important to fit in than it is to be our unique self that gets in trouble and gets ostracized. That's the general premise of it, right? And those are all different variables that depending on the pros and the cons and where all of that lies makes the difference of how we're going to decide to comply. So learning this compliance comes with a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice of self. You have to decide, and that's what we all do in those moments. We decide whether it's worth it, whether the attention and the approval that we're seeking and that we long for and that we want is worth giving up that part of ourselves for, that feeling that we have, that upset or that love longing to be free, to feel bliss in ourselves, to be able to have divine compassion for love and life. And because that matters so much to us, because getting that reciprocated from our caregivers means so much to us, we're willing to sacrifice parts of ourself and we're willing to accept that, oh, okay, I guess I'm being bad. Oh, okay, I guess doing that is wrong. Oh, okay. And we accept these teachings from other people because we're little and because they tell us and because we trust them and believe them because they matter so much to us that we're willing to let go of those little parts of ourselves. And it continues and it continues and it continues. And it gets to the point where we're an adult and we don't even remember that we were sacrificing ourselves as a child. And we don't remember and we don't realize. It's more so we don't even realize that the stuff that we sacrifice, what it actually meant to sacrifice that where we had to be nice. So then, yeah, we don't tell people our honest truth. We don't share who we really are. We're not authentic anymore. Why? Because being authentic wasn't approved. Being authentic was not isn't acceptable. Being authentic wasn't appropriate. So then we have to learn how to cope, right? We have to learn how to deal. We have to learn how to handle things. And then when it gets to the point when there's all these different things happening and we're not really sure how to handle it anymore because the coping mechanisms that we were taught, all of those things that we learned were supposed to be the ways that we were supposed to people please to be able to get along and to be able to get by and to be able to fit in. And those things aren't working anymore because it's just confusing and it doesn't make sense. And like, hold on, wait a second. You're telling me something. Something that isn't what I was taught and that doesn't make sense and wait a minute you're telling me that I'm doing something that I know isn't ringing true for me and like wait a minute you're saying that I'm behaving in such a way that means this no that no 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 and so that it becomes chaos and it's conflict because our beliefs and our reality interfere with each other and so that's the problem that's the problem is because our belief shadows and shades and colors and filters our reality our actuality and so the actuality is what is actually happening because of the way that we've been taught to believe what the way we feel means and the way we act means and the way we're supposed to do things and what all of that means. That's what we see. And that's what we know. And that's what, that's what we judge everything that we witness based off of, like, that's what we compare things to. So when you were little, you were upset and you were distraught and you were trying to express, you felt lost and that you needed help trying to figure out how to deal with, with something, And the way that it came out to your parent, to your caregiver was desperation. And they didn't want to deal with that because when they were little and they felt lost, they were yelled at for what they were saying and how they were saying it. And so to them, your desperation is an act of defiance. It's a whininess. It's being a demanding little brat because their parents told them that when they were little because their parents were ill-equipped to be able to know how to help soothe that child. And help direct them when they were little. This is nurture that becomes nature. And it's not really nurturing, right? If somebody has a need and they go to their parents and they're crying because they need something to be taken care of and they don't understand. And so their voice is kind of whiny and annoying and you know, whatever. Well, nobody wants to deal with that. Why? Because we were taught that there's good emotions and there's bad emotions. So we were taught to judge them. Emotions just are their emotions, their energy and motion, right? The result of the karma to go to my last episode. They're just the results, the consequences, the outcome of the way that our bodies process something that we've been exposed to. And it's a way to filter and deal with the energy dissipating through us. And if we're not able to actually have that, like, okay, when I was younger, if I was upset about something and something was bothering me and I would, I would kind of whine about it, you know, kind of cry complaining about it, whatever. And my mom would ask me, okay, now does whining about it really make you feel better? And you know what? Yeah, actually it does. You know why? Because there's all of this like, <coughs> kind of whatever energy frequency going on in my body, in my skin, through my nervous system that has to be released. It has to be dispelled. And being able to use my voice to be able to make that like, <coughs> kind of yuckiness come out of me. Yeah, I know yuckiness, right? Make that yuckiness come out of me. That's a way of dispelling it. You know, animals don't have PTSD unless they're domesticated animals animals because domesticated animals are taught to behave just like children are. Animals in the wild? No. They get scared about something because they sense, they smell, whatever, that there's another animal about ready to eat them. So what do they do? They avoid going to that area or else they freak out and then once the danger is gone, they dispel it. They shake. They shake. They let all that out of there. They make a noise. They do something to get that excess energy out of their body because they haven't been taught. They haven't been trained. They haven't been forced to comply to societal mental thought processes and behaviors. So that way they understand, oh, I'm not going to be included if I continue behaving in this way that's not appropriate. They don't have all those mental constructs to be able to maintain the energy in their body that keeps them from being able to live in the moment. We do. We are so deathly afraid of being ostracized from our communities that we don't know how to handle standing up for ourselves. We don't know how to handle processing emotions. We don't know how to handle being ourselves and being true to ourselves anymore because we care so much about people pleasing and about being approved of and about being accepted and cared for because we want to matter and we think that we matter when people pay attention to us and we want to have people pay attention to us unless of course you've learned that having somebody pay attention to you is not a good thing and I'm not saying that that's a bad thing and I'm not saying that that's wrong but I mean at what cost to project everything onto other people and to expect that everybody else is supposed to validate you. I mean, hello, you know how many people right now have attempted suicide? You know how many people have been successful at completing suicide? And I'm not trying to say that being successful here is a good thing because quite honestly, the goal of life is to live, right? So why would anybody want to end it unless there's something, something that they were taught, something that they were told to feel, something that they were made to believe based on a decision of acceptance? for wanting to be approved of that they believed that they were struggling with because of something else that happened that made them have a conflict with themselves. And there was just some chaos going on because it didn't make sense. And I'm saying, stop, stop, stop the chaos. Take some time, journal, focus on yourself. I mean, hello, we're in lockdown. Nobody is forcing you to have to go to school or go to work and occupy the same space and deal with these people that you would otherwise never choose to deal with. Come on, please remember who you are. Remember what matters. I mean, seriously, what was that thing that when you were two years old and your parents yelled at you for something and you shook your fist and you stomped your foot and you said, Rrr! You know, this is my truth. You're not the boss of me. You can't tell me what to do. You don't know who I am. What were your statements? What were your shouts out to your parents of, no, no mama, no daddy, no whoever that caregiver was. You're wrong. That's not who I am. That's not what I'm doing. That's not what I mean. This is who I am. This is what I mean. These are my intentions. This is what I want to accomplish. This is me. There's nothing more valuable than that. Your purpose was to come here and to be you, to explore what you want to understand and to be who you are. So yeah, so when all that chaos happens, what does that mean? That means there's all this bullshit and conflict in your environment where other people are telling you who the fuck you are and you're saying no, not anymore, not taking that bullshit. Fuck you. This is who I am. This is what I mean. This is what I stand for. And to be able to understand, and how to get to that point means stop believing the shit they're telling you. Stop accepting the bullshit lies of the projections that the other people learned that your behavior means. Just because you say something and you do something and somebody else interprets that to mean something else does not mean that's who you are and does not mean that's what you're doing. It might be. And for them, it is. But that doesn't mean you have to accept it if that's not truly what your intentions are. And you can acknowledge, oh, okay, i I get it. I understand. To you, when I say this, it means this. Oh, I get it. Yeah, no, that's not where I was going with that. So yeah, I do get it. And I do understand where you're coming from. But yeah, not my belief system. Mm, that's not me. I don't I don't own that. So own who you actually are. But that doesn't mean you have to own those feelings that are cycling through you that, geez, do you even know what it is? Like, were you even allowed to be able to have an expansive emotional intelligence? Were you taught from care? Caregivers that were authentic and who knew themselves and who weren't overridden with trauma and stresses and societal expectations of behavior and ways to blend in and to mold yourself into looking just like everybody else. And you're a Smith and a Jones and, you know, all of that. Like, no, be unique. Even your twin, if you have an identical twin, you're not identical. Each twin is still their own individual person. Yeah, take some time and just and hold it. And then when you can't hold it anymore, just... Yeah, and recenter and calm. And sometimes it takes more than that. And when you feel all that anxiety and you feel all those emotions and you feel the sadness or whatever it is that you're feeling in the moment, it doesn't make a difference if somebody wants to claim that it's good or it's bad. No, stop judging. It just is. If you were involved in a situation and it gives you excitement, well, what's happening? You have adrenaline rushing through your system. And then if you're scared about something, what's happening? You have adrenaline rushing through your system. And so there's all these emotions that are good, quote, quote, good, and there's all these emotions that are bad, quote, quote, bad, but what do they really mean? Well, it means the bad ones are just emotions that society has told everybody to accept that it's not appropriate to show those. Why? Because it makes people feel judged. It makes people feel upset. It makes people feel responsible for creating a certain behavior in you, and they don't want to claim responsibility for anything that they did that might affect somebody else. You know what? Too bad. Maybe they're the ones that need to check their behavior. Maybe they need to be put in check. Maybe they're the ones being inappropriate, expecting that they should be allowed to control you. Yeah, chaos is going to happen. But how are you going to react in it? How are you going to respond to it? How are you going to come through it? And how are you going to be afterwards? Anything that happens, you know what? It doesn't matter. Nothing that happens matters because everything that happens is the way that you need to understand how to process through it. And you know what? Most likely after it's over and maybe, you know, for Some people will take longer than others, but it'll make sense and you'll understand how and you'll understand why and you'll have a new way of going forward in case anything like that ever happens again. You'll know at least how not to deal with it, right? All right, everybody, that ends our episode for today. I hope you were able to get some helpful information to be able to live more naturally. So if you like what I had to say today and you found it beneficial or helpful, please go ahead and share. And if there's anything going on where you need to find a naturopathic doctor or for any reason you need somebody to talk to, please go ahead and call me at 586-405-7618. Or you can find me online at canassist.me. That's C-A-N-N-A-S-S-I-S-T dot M-E. This is Dr. Francis saying, enjoy have fun and until next time